Neck Nation, welcome to another exciting podcast with Neck Roots. I'm Kit James. Austin Davis. And look here, we're talking about getting in the game today. This this episode is titled Get in the Game. Getting in the game, Kit. Yeah. This is important, right? Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this and um, the game is life. Absolutely. Right? The game is life. And the world, this is where we're playing the game. And the world takes no prisoners, Kit. No. Nope. It, it is... It is it will chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. And uh, the game doesn't stop uh, just because you're sitting on the sidelines. So I think we all need to ask ourselves the question, Kit, where where are we? Are we playing this game? Are we sitting on the sidelines? Are we sitting at home? You know, wh- where are we in this game of life? That is a great way to get started. Where are we in the game of life? And I think it's the answer to that is different for everybody. But what's not different for everybody is is we were all born with limitless potential, right? Even if we were born in, in, in different circumstances, um, we are our own worst enemy. And, and the truth is we were born with limitless potential. We were born with the same goals in mind. And, and when we started, I mean, the starting line doesn't change, right? Right. But what does change as life goes on, and I'm I'm, I'm – talking to myself i'm talking to you austin i'm talking to neck nation i think everybody can feel the same emotion and and reflect on this and feel the same way and that is as life goes on and as we um are sometimes lose the life in living and as we are living through life guess what happens life right and and this game you know what there's penalties there's things that happen in the game right sure and those failures or those setbacks or those things, those experiences that we learn, we call them failures, but we're going to train our minds to call them feedback, right? And um, we've talked about that, but the reality is as we go through life over these bumps and hurdles and issues and, and trials and, and some of triumphs, and, and we, we learn to maybe play the game a little bit differently, or we learn to be cautious, we learn to be um, a little bit afraid, right? Absolutely. And, and those things are learned. And so I think that we all can resonate in the feeling of maybe we're living, but we're not living up to our full potential. And and I think we all have hopes and dreams and, and things that we want to do in life and, and certain outcomes and certain desires and certain directions that, that we have. I'm not talking about when you were in, in preschool or kindergarten and they said what do you want to be i want to be a firefighter i want to be a police officer i want to it's more than that you want to be the best you can be and 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 be somebody and go somewhere right and i think at this stage of my life anyways um where i'm halfway through the the better half i guess yeah um i can look back and go you know what it didn't work out the way i thought it would but man i'm glad the way it's worked out but the reality is um could I have done more? Could I have done better? Could I have been? Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's the beautiful thing about the game. The reason we play any game is because uh, there's so much opportunity to learn and to grow and to push yourself. And I I think looking at life like a game is a really good way to put it in our heads. You know what I mean? It is. And you said something that's that uh, that stuck with me. You said sometimes we're not living up to our full potential. And for me, a game is not worth playing. I never show up to a game if if my intent is not to win. And I think we have to take that same attitude yeah. towards this game of life, dude. Neck Nation, you're showing up to this game. You're showing up to win. Yeah. We're playing to win this game. Right. We are not playing. We're not playing just to have a good time. Yeah. 
We're not playing to waste time. Yeah. We're not playing just, oh, maybe, you know, I'll learn something here or there. We're playing to win this game. Yeah. We've got to win this game. This game is for us. This isn't somebody else's game. Yeah. This game of life is it doesn't belong. My game of life doesn't belong to you, Kit. I mean, yeah. I know our games cross paths every once in a while here, but, you know, this is my game. Yeah. And is. I got to take control of it. Right. And I got to win it. And where are where is our passion? Right. Is our passion on the field? Is our passion in the games, our right. passion on the court, or are we just kind of sitting back on the couch eating yeah. Cheetos, right? right. I, I've been there. I've been there, Neck Nation, eating yeah, just, Cheetos for a long time, sitting back eating Cheetos. And I might eat Cheetos in the future, right? But, uh, man, we got to get in the game. That's okay, Austin. Just don't wipe your fingers on the couch. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, right? My wife will have a field day <laughs> if I wipe the Cheeto fingers on the couch. <laughs> just don't lay on the white couch, bro. <laughs> Um, you know what, that's it. I, I'm glad you said that, but there's one thing that you told me, um, uh, months ago, and that is, uh, we were talking about <clears throat> your, your racing days and, and you said, I don't ever enter a race. Cause I was asking you about, uh, the race that you had when there was 200 racers and, and that's, dude, that's a lot of racers, bro. There's a lot of racers there. Yeah. And I said, what, what did you think you would place? And you're like, I don't enter any race unless I think or no, I can win. I win my potential. class. Yeah. 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 Win your class. So, um, that's awesome. Right. But guess what? Life isn't a rehearsal. And as we're going through life, I'm going to tell you some of the most damaging things and the, and the biggest, um, bottlenecks in my life are when I say words like can't in, in my house. And you know, this, oh. that's a four letter word. I'd rather my kids say a four letter word that gets soap in their mouth. Yeah. Then the word can't. It, that's absolute no no in this house. You don't say that at the ranch. Not bro. at the ranch, dude. No, no way. Because you know what happens when you say the word can't? It's so interesting because have you ever been in that situation where your wife will say, Hey, babe, will you go grab this or this or whatever? Right. And I say, Yeah, yeah. Where's it at? Oh, it's in the third cupboard on the second shelf. And dude, I no longer open the cupboard and I go out loud. I don't know why. Yeah. But I opened the cover and I'm like, I can't find it. Oh my gosh, kid, dude, this is me. If I had a nickel for every time I told my wife I can't find the peanut butter. Yeah. And she just walks right up and grabs it and it's sitting right in front of my face. If dude. I had a nickel, dude, yeah. I'd be a rich man. Bro, I'm telling you what, you open the cupboard, right? You're looking for the peanut butter, right? I'm looking for peanut butter. Bro, it's gonna be it is probably right there where it's, it can bite you in the nose, right? No joke. You can't hide peanut butter. Why but I, can't you find it? I, well, I can't find it. You know why? Because I told myself I can't. <laughs> That's exactly right. And you know what? It's the craziest, stupidest thing to say. It sounds silly, but when you say the words, I can't, bro, your program, you just program the mainframe, right, to not find it. It doesn't matter if your eyes go past the peanut butter three or four times, 100%, You're the brain, looking. the brain's already shut off. And so when I'm working with crews or working with my kids or work, when they say the word can't, their brain shut off. You got to stop what you're doing and you got to reprogram the brain and, yeah. and say, you can't say that word, but we say it to ourselves all the time. So words like can't, dude, that's a no, no. I'd rather, you know what I mean? I'm not going to say what I'd rather say, but yeah. look, can't's no bueno. It's yeah. no good because it automatically programs your brain that you can't. And if you say you can't, you can't 100%. You're right. Yeah, It's right? not happening. It's bad to be consistent in that in that momentous way of going the wrong way. Yeah. But the uh, the other word is impossible, right? <clears throat> oh, it can't can't impossible or brothers, man, right? And and when 
you know, my son will say, oh, dad, I want to do this and this. And, but uh, I'm struggling. I'm trying. I'm like, okay, first you said try. First you said you struggle. Don't program yourself to, str- to struggle or to try. Don't yeah. program that, right? That's the same as the C word that I don't want to say out loud. Yeah. But then we've all faced things that feel impossible. But um, so, so really it's about reframing our mind. When we realize how powerful our brains are, I mean, they're coming out with new studies now that say, you know, we, we used to uh, build our brains and, and, and learn from this age to this age. And the older we get, um, our brains are, aren't capable of learning. Well, now they've found new studies that actually your brain's always learning. The, the one thing, it's like 7-Eleven, bro. Your brain don't turn off. It's open 24 hours a day, even when we're going night-night. Yeah. So it's so powerful and it's so important, Ignatian, to feed our brains good stuff, right? And and bad stuff is can't. It'll bottleneck you and impossible. And and what I tell my kids when they would say, I don't know, it's impossible, right? I was teaching them to water ski and, and they're like, Dad, let me just do two and I'll drop one. And, you know, kids don't water ski anymore. We, we surf and we do this. And I'm like, that's an eight mile an hour sport, son. We're going to do a 32 mile an hour sport. Yeah. Get in there and yeah. hang on and shut up, right? Yeah, we're about the speed anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> and they're looking at this little skinny thing, like, ah, it's impossible. Impossible. If you look at the spelling of impossible, right, it's I'm possible. I'm possible. Right, so if we can just take those little uh, mind hacks and those little things to, when we're self-talking and saying things out loud, it's true, man. If you want to know the inner makings and workings of a man, listen to what he says, right? Because their your brain's listening to what you say even if someone else isn't listening right yeah yeah and this is so applicable to the game of life right if you yeah. if you show up to the game of life at any point at any aspect of the game i mean you got in your game you're going to have relationships you're going to have work career whatever it is yeah. you're going to have family um if you say i can't or it's impossible at any one of those things it's right. over game yeah. over for brain, you brain shuts game off game over is for you yep you're absolutely right you know i Using this comparison and, and and this lateral for game and life is so good because let's think about a game. You got people out there playing, right? And 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 they're getting noticed, and and they're getting praised, and um, they're winning, right? They, sure. They, they're actually out there doing. And then you got people on the sideline that are qualified and certified to be there. But maybe they're not in the game, but if someone gets hurt or goes down, their opportunity and number will be called up and they can play the game. And then you got people in the stands, right? Yeah. And, and they're so passionate about the game. Um, they love the game, but they're in the stands, so they're there. They're physically there. They're feeling the energy, right? They're they're getting they're getting excited or or down about the game. Um, and they made a sacrifice to be there, right? Yeah. And sit with all the people and parking and tickets and the whole deal. And then you have the other people that are home, yep. right, uh, on, on TV watching the game. and They can't feel the same energy, but they can still participate. And so you look at these different levels all the way down, just, just comparing life to a game, and you, you think about it. Where are we at in the game? Yeah, What's holding us back, right? Yeah. And, and first of all, we have so much more potential than what we're putting forward, right? Oh, sure. It's true. Yeah. I mean, nothing's impossible, dude. We have seen ordinary people do extraordinary things. And you know what? It's good that you pose that question. Where are we in the game? And you know what, Nick Nation? We, we have to ask ourselves that all the time. I ask myself that all the time, and I keep trying to call timeout. The freaking ref don't hear me. Yeah, no, there's no timeout, brother. Well, I tried. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
I've tried to act hurt. I've tried to call time out. <laughs> right? I mean, so, so um, where are you in the game? And then the other thing um, that I like to point out is, is, is kind of funny, you know, back in 06, 07, uh, quite some time ago, I was doing the big stage of uh, seminars, right? Yep. And, and it was in 07, the, the Boston Red Sox had just won the World Series, right? And it was a big deal. It was a big deal. They hadn't won it for a while. And so I was already scheduled to speak a week and a half to like, it was 2,000 plus people. And, and I had a 35-minute thing. And so um, anyways, and this was the first time my wife came with me and so we go there and i say babe it's our anniversary and so let's go to boston and do the tour and see see the history and yeah and uh paul revere's house and all the different cool u.s history and so anyways we did that and and she came and and watched me speak and i'm like frick dude i seen this person that i'm speaking behind and i'm like i'm nobody right this 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 person somebody how am i going to get these guys' attention yeah and then it's the first time that my wife had been there and seen it, right? We got us a babysitter. And so um, this is the first time she's seen it. So I'm feeling the pressure, right? I'm like, dude, yeah. I got to, I'm speaking behind. Perform. Yeah, I got to perform, right? Yeah. I got to get these people's attention. Because usually what happens, Austin, is you get up there and there's all these people, right? So far you can't see them. And thank goodness that the lights are bright. You can't even see how many people are there. But yeah. you know. You, you get right? it. And so when they introduce me and bring me out, well, everyone wanted to sit there and watch that famous person that spoke in front of me, right? Because he was pretty famous. And once they heard that, they were like, hmm, Kit James, hmm, don't know him, right? Yeah. And so they'd get up and start walking down the aisle and while they're introducing me. And, and that don't make you feel very good, right? No, dude. That you take the wind out of your sails, man. And, and it doesn't give a very good impression to the wife the first yeah. time she's, they, they introduce you and everybody's going back to get a hot dog or a pretzel. So... You always have to do things to get their attention, right? And and in a game, sometimes our coach is always trying to get our attention or whatever, right? Is in the game of life. And so um I knew that they had just won, right? Sure. And I know they're pretty proud of it. And I seen it on TV. And so I'm like, I gotta get their attention. So when I went out there, I said, Hey, uh, I'm not from here. I'm from the West Coast. So was there something? I seen something on TV about the some socks or your baseball team or something that won. Did you guys win? Like you win it all, like the World Series, and the place erupts. Right? Oh, sure, man. They go yeah. bananas and they're cheering and screaming and making all <laughs> kinds of noise. And I just sat there for a minute and I said, "So, so it was your team. Congratulations, you got you guys. I seen you partying in the street and carrying on, and yeah, that's awesome, right? That's dope." And 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 they kept screaming and yelling and. I said, but you know what's funny? <clears throat> I said, all them players that were out there on the field, they did something pretty remarkable and won the World Series. But And you guys are cheering and celebrating like you won it, right? Yeah. I mean, it was your team, and that's the team you're passionate about and support, and that's cool. But here you are celebrating this team that won, and, you, and, and these players that played that game, you, don't, you know them, but you've never met them personally, right? And and some of you idolize them so much that you want to be them, but they don't want to be you. Yeah. Right? That's interesting. And I said, and the interesting thing is, is you're sitting on the sidelines watching these guys play, and, and you're even actually celebrating it so much that you're wearing a jersey that has somebody else's name on the back. Right? Wow. And I said, but l- 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 watch this now. Let's go here. I said, what's going to happen next year now that you guys – one 
I said, you're pretty popular. Them seats are going to be pretty coveted and pretty popular seats, right? Sure. And they all just sat there. And I said, and you guys are going to end up paying more money. Prices are going up, dude. To go watch them play. When are we going to celebrate us? When are we going to put our own names on our back and be proud of us and, and, and get in the game? Yeah. Right? And so, I mean, I probably upset a few people there in Boston, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I got their attention, but... It was in, in 2007. They forgot, Yeah, kid. bro, they forgot. That's right. <laughs> get hate mail later. But the reality is, uh, in getting their attention, it kind of just rang true to me that, you know, we are running around and, and, and celebrating other people that maybe we don't know or whatever. Is it okay to buy a jersey with some other dude's name on the back? Yeah, my freaking sure. kids love it. Yeah. yeah. I've got some hanging at the ranch down in the, the fun room. You know yeah. what I mean? But the reality is, when you think about it, Nick Nation, the distance between playing the game and watching the game is celebrating us. You know, when we were five years old and it was your birthday party, Austin, bro, you want to invite your whole homeroom class. Everybody was coming. Bro, dude. you probably, I mean, if we could have, we would have wrote the president. Right, of the <laughs> right, United yeah. States. And like, Come to my birthday. By the way, birthday party starts at this time, right? No joke. So that's how we celebrated when we were younger. Yeah. With that kind of passion. Now, now I'm 50 years old, and if you ask me, hey, isn't it your birthday? Because we recorded a podcast on my birthday one day, and I don't think you know that, right? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And, and because what happens is, oh, it's no big deal. No. It's your birthday. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Well, why not, man? Right. What's so, changed? What's changed? what's changed? Exactly. So I think we do have to celebrate us. We need to put us first and we need to to focus on um, on playing the game. Does that mean that we're going to get in there and be popular, famous, whatever? No. But the reality is we're going to be special. We're going to be important. And, and what we're doing that day. Right. We need to play like we're playing to win. Yeah. And I think we've got to we've got to hone in on this is like we were talking about. This is our game. Right. We've talked about comparison before. I think comparison is applicable here. Oh, yeah. Don't compare yourself to other people who are playing their games. They may be playing their games. Who knows how long they've been playing their games or how dedicated they have been to playing their games. You just pay attention to your own game. Right. And give it everything that you have. Put yeah. all your passion into your own game. Don't right. Don't worry about, you know, who's who's doing better or if somebody's doing better than you. Just get that out of your mind, right. Neck Nation. Don't don't even pay attention to stuff like that. And you know where you pay attention to it most of the time is on social media. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You think about it. It's you like, know, we go there looking for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. And you know what happens when – and my my son does. I do it, too. I'm not – I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. You, you start doing the scrolly. Yep. And when the Google box is scrolling and scrolling fast, you're – you ban, you're hooked, bro. You see something cool, you want to see something else cool. But what happens really is what we're doing is we're living vicariously through whoever that that guy is that's in the game. Yeah. Right? I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could just translate all those cool things that we see or interesting or or things that we're interested in, whatever it is, and translate that to, to, to us doing it? And, and it really comes down to action, really comes down to just small changes and com- being committed to be in the game because this life – is not a rehearsal. I mean, when you're in the game, you get a practice. Yeah. Uh, when you go to school, you get a lesson, right? They'll teach you a lesson, teach you a lesson, prepare you for a test, right? And then you take the test after the lesson. In life, we get the test first and the lesson second. Yeah, that's right? true. So uh, this life's not a rehearsal, right? We don't know how much time we got. 
And so we want to be like Jim Brown, man. Give me the ball. We want to be that passionate. Give me the ball, right? We want to take the ball in the critical moments because every moment's critical. Yeah. So I think it's a, so, something so important to talk about. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we want instant gratification, right? Just because of how cool the Google boxes are and how fast you can get answers. I mean, you get answers quick. And so I look at the way we look at life and it's like, Dude, if you want to find something out, Austin, you, brr, brr, you find it it's out. It's right there, dude. Right at right? your fingertips yeah, instantly. You, and so I think sometimes we get, you know, in that in that state where if we want something, we want it right now. Yeah. Right? And being able to to work for it and 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 to earn it, right? Who's going to play the game for you? Like, whatever it is. If you go to race and you line up in your class, I mean, who's going to race that race for you if you can't? Nobody. It's, it's me. It's up to me. Yeah. We got people around us that'll help, encourage, coach, persuade, train. But at the end of the day, dude, when you go wide open and grab throttle, it's you. It's me. Right? Yeah. And so I think that's the important thing. We sometimes count on people too much almost. You know what I mean? I think that could be. Yeah, we use it as a crutch. Yeah. Right? I think. I yep. think or an excuse. Um, but there, there is no excuses. Right? Right. Like, this is. This is. This is the tough. This is the time that we toughen up. Yeah. Right. Toughen up. Get in the game, and you don't have to score the first time you have possession of the ball. Right. Right. You just need to march it down the field. Right. One and, yard at a time. Yeah. Yeah. You got four downs until you need to get ten yards, and you get another first down. Right. You right. can march the ball down the field. You don't have to. You don't have to score. Yep. The first time you get possession. And even if you go all four and the ball gets turned over, guess what? You still going to get it back. At least you're in the game. You're in the game. Right? I mean, I've had to turn the ball over in my game of life a hundred times, bro. Oh, sure. But it don't matter as long as I'm in the game. You're in the game. Right? And I think that's the important thing is being in the game. And and the one thing about being in the game and talking about some of the distractions and some of the limitations that we put on ourselves, because we truly do put them on ourselves. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Um, and then when you think about those things, it's like nothing's going to be handed to us. And I think that's something that's hard when you're teaching your kids. It's like nothing's going to just be handed to you or nothing's going to come free. No. And even when it is, even when it is handed to you, you don't appreciate it. <clears throat> right? So. It's true. There was a there was a little story about, <clears throat> excuse me, this guy that um, he said he was learning to talk to God. And so he goes up to the top of the mountain. He goes, I'm, I'm going to ask God a question. Sure. Right. I've been figuring out how to communicate with God. I'm going to ask him a question. I'm going to get on the tallest mountain. So he goes up there and he says, God, um, what, how, what's a penny? Like what, what's what, a, what's a million dollars? Yeah. And so he said, he goes, what's a million dollars, God? And he goes to me, he goes, yeah, to you, God, what's a million dollars? He goes, it's a penny. He's like, okay. And then he goes, what's a, I mean, what's a minute to you? He's like a minute. Yeah, in your in your time, God. He goes, it's it's a million years. He's like, oh, okay, I was just wondering. And God says, son, do you have any other questions? He goes, yeah, I need a million dollars. <laughs> and, and and he goes, <laughs> guess what he says? <laughs> he says, okay, no problem, son. Yeah. You can have a million dollars in a minute. In a minute. <laughs> <laughs> in a million years. So point is, it's not going to be handed to you, right? No. God will be there to listen. People will be there to listen. People will be there to to help guide and direct. But at the end of the day, man, it's not going to be given to you. You've got to dig deep. Yeah. You got to grind it out. Yeah. Right. You got to carry the ball. And to really appreciate and have the passion in life, 
you can't have someone do it for you anyway. Right. Right. It's yeah. fun to do it with someone else or to do it with the team and have the right team around you, family and friends, et cetera. But uh, you certainly have to do it on your own. You got to do your piece, man. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, there's a story, though, that I think really hits home for what we're talking about. Number one, um, we, we got to give it everything we got. If we are in the game, we've got to give it everything we got. Yeah. And to get in the game, we got to give it everything we got. Right. So there's this um, there's this carpenter. <clears throat> he's he's in his 70s, early 70s. I mean, this guy is good. Like when I say he's a carpenter, he is a skilled craftsman that is is really perfected his craft. And, and he's a very, very professional carpenter and everybody, his reputation precedes himself and everybody in the in the valley knows. Well, this carpenter worked for the same company his whole life, right? Okay. And as he was working for this guy, the, the company that he worked for did really well because they knew that this skilled carpenter was just, he was, he was the man and he did a great job. He was on site and, he, and, and people would go to him to have him build their houses because they knew that he'd use the best material. He took a lot of pride in his work. He didn't cut any corners and he would turn out an unbelievable, beautiful product, right? Sure. And so as he's getting, um, finishing up this, this last house, he's talking to his boss and he goes, boss, I got to tell you, it, I've been with you for 48 years and it's been great. It really has it's been awesome. And I appreciate you. And, and, and the boss says, I appreciate your loyalty. And he goes, don't, don't tell me you're, you're, this is it. He goes, yeah, I'm going to retire, man. I'm kind of, you know, this last house was my last house and I'm going to retire. Yeah. And mentally I'm done. Right. Uh, physically, I just want to be able to go spend time with my wife. We got this whole thing planned and I'm checking out. I'm going to retire. And the boss says, well, I kind of figured, you know, this was coming and you've been so, so loyal and so great. And he goes, but <clears throat> can I just ask you, just, there's a one favor I got to ask you. And he says, okay, whatever. Um, he goes, can you do one more house? And he goes, it's important it's for a very important person. And, you know, I guarantee you he's going to want you to do it. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. Let me talk to my wife. And, and he's like, please just consider it. And it's, you know, I don't ask you for a lot of things and we've been friends and you worked here for a long time. But, and so he come back next day and goes, nah, I don't think so, man. I talked to my wife and I've kind of mentally checked out. And we're done. And so yeah. we want to go do some other things. And um, he wanted to get his house in order and, you know, go build a house and do it with his wife and kind of just enjoy his life, right? Yeah. So the boss says, I understand. I understand. And so we asked him, so he goes to get his paycheck, the office, and, and the boss asked him one more time. He said, come on, just reconsider it one more. That's it. It's all I'm asking. I've never asked you for a favor, right? Yeah. You've been with me for a long time. And we've, we've built a great reputation and a great business, but I just, I just need you to do this one house. It's super important. He's like, oh, let me talk to my wife this weekend. And so he comes back on Monday and he says, boss, I'll do it. Okay. All right. Gotcha. But the thing is, is he's kind of already mentally moved on. Yeah. He's, you know, he said he's checked out. Yeah. He's checked out. So, so he does this next house. Well, the next house, I mean, everything this guy did during his career turned out phenomenal. But this next house, he wasn't really in it to win it, right? He wasn't in the game the same way he was. So he cut corners. He didn't use the best material. I mean, he used to use the best and the finest material because, you know, he wanted to stand behind it and it just yeah. showed better, right? He sure. paid attention to detail and all these things. And on this house, he didn't. 
the detail wasn't there. The the attention wasn't there. He cut corners wherever he could. He just, he was done. Yeah. Right. And so long story short, the way they, um, there's kind of, it's kind of ceremonial, but the, the owner, the, his boss would usually come with the, with the new homeowner and do a final walkthrough. And then they'd have the keys and they'd give them the keys and, um, ask, you know, the carpenter any, if he had any questions, they'd thank the carpenter and, and, you know, they kind of walk through it together and, and turn the keys over to the, to the, the new owner. So as he was nearing completion of this house, the boss came by and he goes, when can I bring the owners? And he said, you know, here's the, another week, whatever this time, and we'll make sure everything's buttoned up and ready for him. He says, okay, great. So boss shows up and he, he's just sitting there waiting for the owner. He goes, where's the owner? He goes, oh, he should, he should be here. And then the carpenter, his wife pulls up he's like, Oh freak, dude. I hope everything's okay. Why is my wife here? You know, I didn't forget my lunch today. What's yeah. she, what's she doing? And so the wife comes over and he talks to the husband and, and he's like, honey, what are you doing here? We're just getting ready to do a walkthrough with the owners. And she goes, Oh, well your boss called me and told me I should come over and he wanted to show us something. And they look at the boss and the boss hands both of them the keys to the house. And he said, this house that you built was for you. It was for a very important person. And I really appreciate you doing it. And here's the keys. Thanks for all your dedication and, and over the years and the hard work. Yeah. Can you imagine the Dang. way the carpenter felt? Yeah. Holy cow. So the house represents our life. And, and he did so good, you know, for so long. Uh, for his boss, but when it was for himself. Yeah, but if he'd only known, right? I mean, you know it almost what? seems unfair because he didn't know. Right, but when do you ever know in life, right? Think about the people and the example we are when we're given 100% in the game and we're given 100% in life. Think of who we influence without even knowing it, yeah, right? That's so true. Think about your kids. I mean, would you have done better if uh, yesterday, if, if you would have known that that day of living was for you? Well, you know what I mean? Of yeah. course it's for you. So this house represents, I mean, it's a good question, but the house represents life. Yeah. And and had he known, would he done it differently? Yeah, he would have. So the point is, and the moral of the story is, bro, we got to do our best every day. Yeah. Because we never know, right? And and just assume it's always for us. Always. Right? And And so can he go back and do over that house? I mean, you can't start over. No. He's lost that time. He's lost that opportunity. The only thing he can do is pick up the pieces and kind of move on from there and learn from that experience. So, Neg Nation, no matter where you are in the game, it's important to get in the game, right? No matter where our emotions are, our feelings are. Um, the one thing I want to say, Austin, is, is, is our emotions, they come from motion, right? This guy went through the motions to build this house, but... Your, your emotions come from motions. He wasn't going through the motions the right way. Yeah. He wasn't doing it the best of his ability. So anytime we're feeling down and out, just remember motion will equal our emotions. And that's called taking action. And the action we take, we got to make sure we're in it to win it. And, and we do the best we can every day. We know that, but, you know, just be conscious about it. I have to, otherwise, you know. You'll slack here and there. So yeah. it's important. You know why? Because we're important. And if you don't think your house matters or your life matters, 
It does. Yeah. Show up for you, no matter where you are in the game. Yep, you reminded me of something that you told me uh, a little while ago, which is it's never too late to become who you might have been. Yeah, right? yeah. And so, Neg Na- Na- Nation, let's uh, let's get in the game. Let's carry the ball. Let's uh, let's march it down the field. We don't have to we don't have to score the first possession, but we need to be marching down the field. And if we have a turnover, don't worry, that's not the end of the game, right? We got to keep playing. Yeah. So, if you like what you've heard today, if you enjoyed the message, be sure to like and subscribe to the video and to the podcast. The more people that like the video, I- I'm telling you, you guys got to like this video so that we can reach more people. Um, also, and, and if you don't like the video, I'm going to blow the whistle on your game. Yeah, we'll blow the whistle <laughs> on the game. Uh, but uh, also, we've got, uh, if, if you're interested, we've got some pretty cool uh, net gear on uh, neckroots.com. So go check that out if you're interested. But uh, thanks for listening, Neck Nation, and bless up. Bless up. Thanks.